Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studio in Alpharetta, it's time for Profit Sense with Bill McDermott. Good morning. Welcome to Profit Sense. This podcast dives into the stories behind some of Atlanta's successful businesses and business owners and the professionals that advise them. We help local business leaders get the word out about the important work they're doing to serve their market, their community, and their profession. I'm your host, Bill McDermott, and this show is presented by McDermott Financial Solutions. McDermott Financial helps business owners improve cash flow and profitability, find financing, break through barriers to expansion, and financially prepare to exit their business. I have a great guest on the show today. I have the privilege of talking to one of the leading site development contractors in the Southeast, Charlie Lewis with Lewis Contracting Services. Charlie, welcome to Profit Sense. So glad to have you on the show today. Good morning. Thank you, Mr. McDermott. Elated to be on the show today. Well, I just want to kind of go back to uh, you and I first met. I think we have a, a banker. Uh, that introduced us originally, probably several years ago. And uh, I think we also maybe were reintroduced uh, through your uh, person that handles your bonding and your insurance program. And so uh, our paths have collided uh, several times in the in the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm traveling in the right circles. Uh, but I, I really want to go back to the beginning. Uh, because it's a great story. And uh, so just tell our listening audience uh, how Lewis Contracting Services was started. All right. Well, first and foremost, uh, thank you for uh, inviting me to the podcast today, Bill. Uh, It's been great working with you. Uh, You have a wealth of knowledge that you are sharing as we work together and collaborate uh, in the growth of Lewis Contracting Services, first and foremost. And with that being said, uh, Lewis Contracting Services is a heavy civil construction firm uh, that engages in work in the Atlanta, metropolitan Atlanta area. Uh, we started out as a dump truck operation with a dream and a passion and a hope uh, of being able to just maintain on a daily basis and generate revenue to take care of family. So we started out with one dump truck. Um, and with that being said, we just continue to grow the operation what we would do is is we would take you know the proceeds from the first operation and reinvest it into the organization and continuing it continuously growing it and uh and the opportunities that we had were quick trip convenience stores i can remember back was one of the the stores that came into town um when they came to atlanta it was probably one of the first ones up on pleasantdale road uh we had an opportunity to start hauling in dirt for that particular quick trip convenience store and with doing that one particular store led to us participating in several other quick trip convenience stores around town. And so as we started delivering material to those particular stores, um, what I would typically do is like on rain days, I would go out and I would just beat the streets, give out business cards, uh, knock on doors. And lo and behold, contractors start calling us for dirt and uh, delivering dirt, delivering stone and various um, material. And with doing so, as the economy started to to tank and make some changes, we decided to try to engage in more into the grading side of things and wanted to grow. And in the opportunity of engaging into the grading operation, 
what it afforded us to is that we was able to now start loading our own trucks and being able to start deliver um, material to other contractors and be able to start doing small contracting jobs. Like we would do 20, like the first job we started out with on our grading side was like a $25,000 job. And it was a great job to teach us the essential things of how we're going to start to grasp it gradually get into the business of doing the grading, the water, the storm, the sanitary. And so as we participated in those particular type of projects, got a vast knowledge of it. And then as we decided we want to grow the organization, uh, then we started acquiring good talent to be able to strengthen us in the areas where the areas we was weak in and being able to grow the organization. So with doing so, um, fast forward to where we are today, you know, now we have over 120 employees and, you know, we work across the southeastern state and uh, we have a very respectable reputation and we do a lot of work out at Hartsfield Jackson Airport, which is probably one of our biggest clients that we typically do work for. And out there, I mean, we are the sought after minority firm from a lot of various companies that come into the area that wants to participate work in the Hartsfield-Jackson Airport area, downtown, the city of Atlanta, DeKalb County. Um, so we participate in a lot of projects around town. So yeah, I want to with it, but. That is, uh, that is quite a story, not only taking you from, from the beginning, also uh, uh, moving forward, Charlie. One of the things I'm, I'm thinking of a couple of things that you hit on uh, first uh, your passion. You know, I love working with you because every day uh, you get up, you go to work and you've got a smile on your face and you're passionate about your business. Uh, yeah. You're passionate about working for your clients. Uh, I think that passion, frankly, is contagious, which is why <laughs> you attracted such a, a outstanding management team, your depth of experience uh, yes. there. So uh, I'd just be curious to for you to share a little bit uh, where does that passion come from and uh, and how have you done such a great job of uh, really weaving that into the organization throughout throughout your experience? Well, for me, I, I mean, I'm excited every day when I come to work. I mean, every day is an exciting day, new opportunities. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. There are adversities and there's challenges that comes along with the territory. But yeah. I, I am truly, truly a man of God and I truly walk by faith every day. And I know that there's a higher being and I enjoy what I do. So and I'm up for the challenges and, and I seek out the projects that are very challenging that a lot of people don't like necessarily to participate in. But for me, I thrive on challenges and being able to engage in challenging projects that uh, have, you know, the risk and the great rewards that come along with the challenges that um, are being presented. Yeah. So, and I do want to talk about uh, those uh, challenging projects uh, uh, shortly, but one of the things I I want to uh, also understand is I know you serve uh, several different markets uh, not only public sector, but private sector work as well. So uh, tell me a little bit about the markets that Lewis Contracting serves. We, our main focus is the more the government municipality sector. Um, we have a small section, sector of, um, of private work that we pursue. But our main forte is in the municipalities and the governmental work because my my focus has always been in being able to participate in market shares that I know that not necessarily would be 
uh, restricting if there's an economy or there's a recession that comes about. And I know that when you work for municipalities or governmental entities, you're always going to, for the, for the most part, you're always going to be able to receive your funds. Whereas it, as in you work for in the private sector, then there's a little bit more challenging, a little bit more risky. And um, so I try not to focus on that area and I try to heavily focus on the municipalities and the uh, governmental sector. Sure. Now, uh, going back to your passion a little bit, I know that you and your team uh, did a wonderful job of crafting a vision for Lewis Contracting. So share that with our listening audience. What is Lewis Contracting Services' vision? Uh, To perpetuate the existence of our company by providing radical customer service to our clients that will gander repeat business referrals we will develop a loyal workforce through mutual respect and recognition. Wow. Uh, radical. I like, I like that. Uh, radical things. And uh, uh, was that something that you kind of uh, conceived on your own? Is that something that you collaborated with your management team? How did you arrive at that vision? Uh, collaborating with our management team. And we have an opportunity to work with um, larger majority, minor, I mean, uh, excuse me, larger majority firms that uh, we have opportunities also to collaborate with. So it was a gander between my internal team and um, one of the majority firms that we uh, currently work for. Yeah. So uh, two things that I'm seeing are kind of emerging, Charlie. First, your passion. Yes. Uh, second, your vision. That vision was a collaboration, and I've always held to the view uh, that passion plus vision equals impact. And yes. so what I want to talk a little bit about is could you highlight uh, some of the key projects that Lewis Contracting Services has worked on and how really you have impacted uh, the market that you serve? Yes. One of our most recent projects that we're currently working on is a project called 9L27 Wright out at Hartsville Jackson Airport. Uh, the project was a four to six day scheduled project. We had to remove 90,000 square yards of concrete paving. Wow. We had to remove uh, 32,000 cubic yards of dirt in that same time frame, And we had to come back and we had to put in all the under the, the storm drain that's associated with the activity of the work. And we had 46 days to do all this activity. And 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, we ran around the clock. We had multiple crews and we excelled and we actually uh, beat the schedule. And even though 46 days is a lot of time, I mean, it's not a lot of time. And um, some people probably can't wrap their heads around to understand 46 hours and moving 90,000 square yards of concrete paving. You know, we ran over 100 flatbed trucks. We had four excavators out there that was... Uh, in shift that was loading the uh, slabs as they were demo. We saw cutting them six by 12 panels and we picked them up, loaded them on flatbed trucks and we removed them away from the airport to a recycle facility. And uh, when we moved all the mass dirt, we used off-road trucks, which was there on site that we can use it. And we ran those around the clock also. So it was a very successful project uh, that we had the opportunity to work in. And the thing about it is what's unique about it, is there's no other minority firm that has ever undertaken that that size of a project uh, that was the biggest one that we've ever undertaken at Hartsville Jackson Airport and with that short of time frame schedule. Um, some of the other projects we're working on is like Boone Boulevard, which is in the city of Atlanta. We're laying 
a 30 inch water main going down Boone Boulevard. And we got almost 2000 feet of water line to install. Uh, and with all the existing utilities, uh, Georgia Power Duck Bank, uh, Atlanta Gas, uh, existing utilities that are not even identified on the drawings that we have to do ex- extensive uh, re- potholing just to verify the existing utilities before we can lay utilities. So it, it's, that job in particular has brought a lot of challenges to it, but it's an exciting project because um, we're enjoying it and we're doing pretty good on the project at the current time. Uh, another project we participated in is Snap Finger Wastewater Treatment Plant, which is a very large size project in DeKalb County. Um, and that particular project, we've moved over 600,000 yards of material. We had to recycle uh, over 300,000 yards of rock. Um, we had to put in the storm drain. We had to put in water line. Um, and it was, it's was it been a pretty robust project also that we've had opportunity to work on. So those are some of the ones that we've currently worked on that, um, that I would highlight that are very um, high profile projects. Um, yeah, that's absolutely astounding, I guess. Just thinking about first, uh, Hartsfield Jackson Airport, busiest yes. airport in the world. That's You're correct. given a, uh, a certain task to do uh, in a certain period of time. Uh, airport can't be disruptive. Schedule is just absolutely critical. You handled that amount of volume, that amount of, of mobility as far as getting uh, getting things out, getting things prepared, and did it not only on schedule, but actually slightly ahead of schedule. Uh, That's absolutely incredible. I'm hearing kind of a repeat theme here of you like to handle difficult projects in a compressed time schedule because you're passionate about what you do and you feel like you're up to the challenge. Is that, is that fair? Oh yes, that's very fair. Yes, yes, we're we're up to the challenges. I mean, that's those are the type of projects, like I said, that we seek out the man, the ones that are challenging that not necessarily everybody is going to have that everybody wants to do. Those are the ones that we seek after, and we look forward to those opportunities. And uh, and you know the thing about it is, once you're given the opportunity, you know it's up to you for your destiny. You got to do everything in your power to make sure that everything goes together according to plan. So. You know, for myself, I engage. I'm out there all the time. I'm out there in the trenches, and um, and with my team, you know, we're making things possible. So um, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, I sense the excitement in your voice. What I uh, what I want to talk a little bit about is is when I think about uh, the passion that you have, the vision that you've created, and the fact that you're really handling difficult projects in compressed time schedules. Those are some really clear differentiators. Uh, are there other things in addition to that that you feel uh, sets Lewis Contracting Services apart from other site development contractors? Um, yeah, from our perspective, I mean, we have a very experienced team that has a vast knowledge of being able to engage in the challenging projects and being able to uh, help the vision for Lewis Contracting Services come to fruition. Um, and so I, I think that that's one of the key factors that we have with the wealth of knowledge with the employees that we currently engage in the organization. And hands down by far, you know, Lewis Contracting would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the current staff of employees that we currently have in the organization. And with any business, you know, uh, if you don't have good quality employees, um, 
that's that's the driving force behind the organization itself as a whole. Because you know, it's one thing to have a vision to to want to start a business, but you know, the key factor I believe is always your employees that are behind the scenes are the ones that really are the ones that um, help you grow your organization. So. Yeah, and I think to even build on that, maybe one step further, uh, you shared me, with me in a prior discussion that uh, your key positions, like your head of project management, uh, your head of bidding and estimating, uh, all these people in your management team uh, have a depth of experience, not only in the industry, but also uh, with Lewis Contracting Services. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yes, my, my senior estimator, my, my guy is... Um uh, my right hand man, shall I say, he's been with me for over 25 years. I mean, so he's weathered wow. the he's weathered the storm for me. We've had good times, bad times, but overall, I mean, he he has been there for us totally. And then I have some other employees, uh, another project manager that he's been with me for 15 years. I have site superintendents that's been with me for one of them has been with me for 20 years. And actually, uh, we actually have our first employee that's been ready to retire in probably six months. So, and uh, so it's, it's gratifying that, you know, he has been with us for this length of period of time and that, um, you know, it's a humbling experience that, you know, to know that he's worked with me for this length of time and now he's actually been ready to retire. And so it's going to be a bittersweet, you know, time, but, and, you know, his time is coming on for here and we'll probably use him sometime, you know, as a mentor to help uh, as we groom younger talent to bring them into the organization. Sure. I just think the fact that in as competitive a labor market as we have right now, you know, your best people are your most, uh, your competitors, most attractive prospects. The fact that you've been able to retain really key top talent uh, for as long as you have is a, is a real credit to your, to your organization. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I want to switch a little bit now to the economy and uh, I want to, you know, we're in a, we're in a pandemic right now, Charlie. We've never been in one of these in, in my lifetime. And uh, I really want to ask you to share with our listening audience, what are some of the specific things that you're doing right now? Because you've been through economic uncertainty before. You know, you went through the last recession. Yes, so I did. Specifically, what are some of the things that you're doing right now uh, to navigate through this this economic uncertain time. Well, when I went through the downturn in 08, I mean, it was it, it was unbelievable the uh, challenges that you had to go through at that time. I mean, you know, one here it is at one moment, you know, you're running 225 employees and you're blowing and going and you got a lot of projects going on. And then all of a sudden, it seems like overnight the lights are cut off. And then with doing so, I mean, you couldn't downsize quick enough to be able to sustain uh, the organization as it currently was because there was no work uh, in the Atlanta market. that it, At that particular time, everything just stopped overnight. So you had to, you know, you had to reinvent the wheel and you had to do things differently. So, you know, we had to change our our vision at that particular time that we in the direction we were going in. And so what we did is, is we had to divert to the military arena and then in the process of converting to the military arena work, it gave us an opportunity to downsize the organization, to reduce our overhead, reduce our uh, equipment uh, at that time. So going forward, fast forward to currently what's going on now is, is that I've always believed in trying to 
run a lean organization from Wetwell transpired in 2008 and, you know, always have a certain amount of availability of cash, always, you know, the, the, the important things, what I learned then also is you have a, a good line of credit that you have and then a good banking relationship that you can bank with and which is paramount when you're trying to grow your organization. And you need, and I really uh, stress the fact that you really need to have a banker that understands the construction industry. There's a difference in having a banker that gives you a line of credit that has no clue about construction industry versus a banker that works and understands the con- contracting business in the construction arena because the dynamics change all the different, all the various, all the time. So, uh, and when you have a bank that understands that and that you can work with, it's easy to navigate through the adverse times that you're currently going through now. So for myself, I'm still able to retain all our employees. We haven't had to lay off anyone. Um, we've had a lot of backlog of work and all of our projects are still moving forward, except we may have one project that's impacted by, by COVID-19, but uh, for the most part, a lot of other projects are moving forward. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Uh, business owners that I talk to, probably about eight business owners out of 10 have a bank, but not a banker. Right. And that banking relationship is so critical and then you went on to further say, which I couldn't agree more. Uh, so contractors use percentage of completion accounting. That's uh, not every banker understands that. Uh, you and I both know that the contracting business is up and down. Uh, yeah. And sometimes that volatility uh, combined with a set of accounting rules and principles that many banks don't understand, just means that potentially a recipe of difficult to manage uh, a line of credit or, or uh, a banking relationship. And of course, then you throw in an uncertain economic time on top of those things. Uh, it's, it's almost kind of like a, a two-edged sword uh, trying to navigate through that. So that is, that is such a great point. I did want to ask you as we kind of close, what advice would you give to either new business owners or new contractors who are trying to build a successful business in construction? Uh, first and foremost, I would tell them, you always, one, you have a good banking. You always want to have a good banking relationship with a banker. Two, you always want to have a good uh, counsel or attorney. And the, and the reason why I say it's always good to have an attorney, because even I've been into the, to the game for over 30 years, any, there's no contract that is executed in our organization without our attorney looking at it first. And the reason why I say that is because the boilerplate writing in those contracts is what could be the devil that could really be the demise of your organization. So you want to make sure you understand what, you, what you're assigning because your scope of work, you can understand that you can go through the, uh, the scope of work and you can understand it. But the boilerplate writing hands down, that is what can hurt you. And so I, I recommend anyone to start into the construction industry. You always try to find, develop your relationship with an attorney that understands construction. Um, and then you want to be able to have you a good banker that understands construction. And the third thing is you always want to have you a good CPA firm that understands construction. Because when you, in the construction arena, you can have some CPA firms that Overall, no numbers, but when it comes to construction accounting, you got to be able to understand your RIP report, which is your overbilling, underbilling. And that's almost sometimes like the Bible uh, in the construction industry. When you're dealing with your bankers, when you're dealing with your bonding company, 
they go to this report and it tells you, you know, you anticipated profit margin that you that you anticipated to uh, win on your projects. And then they look at for your fade. They don't want to see things like a profit fade. They want to see consistency that you understand the dynamics related to your your um, work that you're currently putting in place. So that's what I would say to some people that are starting in the industry. Yeah, I'm having a, kind of a visual of a stool, uh, and that stool needs three legs to stand on. Uh, good banker, good CPA, good attorney. Uh, maybe we would even, for a contractor, put a fourth leg in there, good uh, insurance and bonding agent, because that's uh, that's important as well. So, Charlie, takeaways in our conversation today first. Uh, you've got a great passion uh, for your work. Uh, you and your team have created a great vision. Uh, you've found a way to do uh, the job successfully, uh, those difficult jobs which have compressed time schedules. So you've got a clear niche that you that you play in. And then you're really speaking to the importance of having that, uh, that three legs of that three-legged stool, a good yeah. CPA, a good banker, and a good attorney. Right. Charlie, it has been absolutely great having you on ProfitSense. And if people want to get in touch with you, uh, how should they do that? Uh, either phone or email or website? How do they get in touch? Um, I have availability at all three. Uh, the email is, um, if you would like for me to give you the email address or... Absolutely. Email and then the website would be great. Okay. The email is uh, cblewis at Lewis contracting services with s.com our website is www.lewiscontractingservices.com and either and um so you can reach out to me in those right charlie thanks again it has been great having you on profit sense today thank you for inviting me if you want to keep up with the latest in pro business news follow us on social media for the latest stories if you want to listen to future profit sense podcasts you can find us on ProfitSenseRadio.com. This is Profit Sense with Bill McDermott signing off. Make it a great day.